0: What's up? This is Evan, and Michael, and Jared, and Nico, and this is Show and Tell Episode 1, where we watch a show and now we're going to tell you about it. So, yeah, so tonight Michael brought over the movie Dungeons and Dragons on Blu-ray.
1: On Blu-ray, of course.
0: Yeah, (laughs) which didn't make it any better. (laughs) Probably probably worse, probably any
1: worse. So what do we have to say about this movie? Well, there's quite a lot to say. The movie was written and directed by a guy named Courtney Solomon. He bought the rights to the movie when he was 19 years old and then spent about 10 years gathering enough money to make it. So this was definitely a project of love. This was just some guy who's like, he was not a director and he got tasked to direct the movie, as you can tell in some of the scenes. But he just loved Dungeons and & Dragons and he wanted to make this movie. So for that, it's a bit of a love letter. From what I read, he wanted to bring in a director, and the the, the other producers, whatever, kept saying no because it's going to cost too much. He had never directed anything before, and he had to direct this movie. So anyway, so it's kind of a love letter to him loving D&D so much. Um, any idea what you guys think, how much that movie cost? This is $13. Two, it, came in, <laughs> it came out in 2000, 2001,
0: I think. I'll say half a million.
2: Nico, how the it's going to be a lot
0: less. I time. was going
1: to say five
2: hundred
3: thousand dollars. Probably, I'll so. say forty-five
1: million dollars. Are you serious? Wait, yes. how
3: do you say forty-five million dollars in ten years?
1: No, no, no. I mean, he got enough backing. From other people to make it work, so the, That's the other people giving him, 45 yeah, he had million to, like, get, you know, get make the money. The movie. So yes, yeah, so that movie cost forty-five million dollars to make. Did you get
0: uh, forty-five million dollars worth of entertainment? No, no. Okay,
1: but how much do you think it made? $500 a, nice. a million dollars. <laughs> you know, I was actually surprised by that. It did right around fifteen million domestic and about eighteen million worldwide. So, for, it was about so 33 does million every dollars. single one of those are and D fans? Is that theater only? <laughs> I don't think that includes So they DVDs. can make
0: he can they can make that back by guys like us buying it. Well, off I bought of the, Amazon. the
1: Blu-ray 2-pack for like $6 on Amazon, so I don't know how much they're making off that. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a flop. It didn't do that great. I, I saw it opening night in the theater. I think, Nico, you said you did as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, just as a gamer, I wanted to see it. I have no, to say, so it, it actually wasn't as bad this time it, as okay, I was. Okay, so there are some better.
2: good things about the movie, though. Yeah, what I okay, did so, write right so down. let's
0: there start. There
1: were I laughed. Yeah. So
0: let's start, and as we go into it, I'll just break it off into the first section. The first 15 minutes, which is you, you meet all the characters.
1: Well, the first thing I wanted to say is they definitely were pandering to their audience. Because within the first one minute of the movie, we had a dungeon and a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they definitely started <laughs> yeah, off that way. I was going to say
2: that, too. And when the other
1: thing I thought was really funny, and I don't even remember half the character's name. I guess Protheon is like the main villain. He's trying to overthrow the Empire, and he wants the staff that controls dragons. That's Jeremy start. Irons. And right off the bat, he basically made his own version of the staff, and then he wanted to try it out. So he tells a bunch of his peons, hey, open that gate where there's a dragon behind it. And they say, okay... And then immediately they're like, holy shit, there's a dragon! And they start <laughs> running around. Like, you knew there was a dragon
3: there. You That's called this, Frightful Presence. Everybody has to more. check on right. the <laughs> mission.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, are we going to go through this whole movie, or should we intentionally leave out any spoilers in case somebody's listening to this and goes, I really want to watch this movie. Well,
2: pause wha- this now, watch the movie, and well, then Well, that's why we kind of want to go with it somewhat chronologically. Yeah. And
0: then we'll say, okay, af- after this
2: point. Yeah, right. spoiler alert.
0: Okay,
1: Well, thought. my
2: first question is, what level do you think all the characters were?
1: With some of the spells that were thrown around, even though they referred to her as low-level... I would think ten to twelve. They're fighting beholders. There's. I would I would agree with that except for
2: snails. <laughs> I would say snails is probably couldn't be over six level. I
3: <laughs> think his wisdom and intelligence was low and dexterity. and <laughs> <Yeah>, everything. <laughs> and definitely strength. Okay,
1: so so he had
3: high charisma. That's so this is one watching. of the other
1: things that struck me off. Do you think that snails was based off of Jar Jar Binks or Jar Jar was based off snails? Well, they're, they're basically I the think- same character.
0: I- I absolutely. didn't get a connection between the two.
1: Just yeah, snails it did
0: not annoy me whatsoever. No no comparison to Jar Jar Binks.
1: There were so many scenes in this movie like, well, that's from Star Wars. That's from Star Wars. The rain car pit where they killed the dragon. The cantina scene. There was like two or three other things. I'm like, oh, that's straight from Star Wars. That's straight from Star Wars. The, I'm just thinking that maybe Lucas is like, oh, F you for stealing my movie. I want to put snails in my movie and make him terrible. But I definitely saw story. a lot of Star Wars a, parallels. I felt like they were trying. And Goonies and Dungeons. Or, uh, in talking about Raiders Lost Art. Talking about
0: Marlon Wayans. Wh- after he died, this is the second to the last thing that I wrote down because I. Was, a
1: spoiler alert! I
0: was so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just
2: jumped that was, way to the movie.
0: I was so surprised by him in the movie that I wrote down Marlon Wayans was not annoying to me, like because I just expected <laughs> his well, he was character for half the movie. So I he didn't expect, really get a chance. I expected <laughs> his character to be the Jaja no, Banks, right? And. Me to like just be dreading when he came on the screen, but I honestly didn't like. I thought some of the, I was laughing at some of the things he was doing. He
1: probably was and the best part of the movie in a lot of ways. His banter,
0: other than him, I th- I wrote down um Silas, the guy that ran the uh the thieves guild. Yeah, like he. I thought he was like the best cast actor. Like I thought he did a really good job in that, that role. In that
1: role, but but, but did, did did Marlon Wayne's like did he just get tired of his contract or he, because it like. He just left halfway through the movie and never came back. I kind of feel like that Not, was more of like a behind-the-scenes contract thing. He was like, <laughs> fuck this movie.
3: Well, see, I, well, the way I'm perceiving this is like, if the guy loves D&D, so he, of course he's played a bunch of, of games. It's like, how many times you have a character and he's been hanging around for a while and suddenly he just dies? I think that's pretty much what happened. That's that, that's the perspe- perspective that. I got. It's just like he fought a high level character by himself, failed a bunch of roles. I was kind of me. hoping
2: they'd be running around with little dice rolling before they moved. And it's,
3: it's funny how
0: um, the movie basically starts and ends just like a and d game where you weren't given any backstory on any characters. You have There was no backstory on the Empress or the main bad guy. Like, What was his motive? Like, yeah, did wh- why, like
3: why was he so young and there was no parents around? The one I thing was, about so, D&D games though is like most characters
2: they Play like their alignment, and they play it all the way to the end. But in this game, in this movie, the character kind of goes through a change, which I don't An see. An actual story but, yeah. arc, yeah. Which uh, is uh, uh, what you should. Which is, for. Which the is characters- what I try to play in characters, you know. If I'm right, but
0: I'm myself. saying this still matches up. Like the characters did what characters do in a D and D game, but also
1: as if. He, Courtney? Yeah, Courtney Solomon is the guy Coor- who As if Courtney
0: it. Solomon was the the DM of this game, he did it just like a DM does, where there's no backstory on any of the NPCs that you meet. You just meet them, and they're given the reason for being there, but you don't know anything else. Right.
2: The dwarf just kind of pops out of a bush. <laughs> it was like, no, pop no, no way. Is what that was. Where did he come from? How did I he get there? No at background? one
0: point, he was like, you know, we're missing a dwarf. We just have to. <laughs> Have have well, and dwarf. Joe Pesci's
1: available, so let's <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Well, there was a sign so- when when you meet the dwarf for the first time. There's a sign on like the side. It that said "No, no dwarves allowed. allowed." Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's like standing outside the sign. Tell me, no dwarves
2: allowed. Yeah. But I mean, th- this group did have the dynamic that every group I've been in has. They have the comedic person who always goofs around and does really doesn't accomplish much, but adds a comic feel to the group. And that was the dwarf. Then they've got the real serious player who, like, I I was thinking the ranger in this movie was more of the serious, like, let's stay focused in the game, no goofing around kind of guy. Well, the reason
0: why I brought up the the first 15 minutes was when all of that was happening, introducing all the people, I was just thinking... Oh my God! Here we go. That first 15 minutes was a setup for a bad movie for me. But then the next part, when when he went to the thieves' guild and he started that the maze, that's a dungeon crawl. I, I was into it. When he was in there, I was I sat back up in my seat. and I was like, okay, here we go. Maybe this is gonna get better.
1: Jeremy Hunt's character, he keeps changing plans. First, he's going to make his own staff. That doesn't work. So then he's going to try to trick the cancel. That doesn't work. Then he finds out about a third staff. And so it's just like he keeps... <laughs> Who won't, this he, he will not He won't commit to a plan. <laughs>
2: did, did anybody else find themselves... Uh, like counting the rounds, like like um when, when they're doing something in combat, like oh, it took her three rounds just to crawl on the floor to grab that map because it was like eighteen seconds. It's like well, did
1: anybody else do that. That was another that parallel to, to the second Indiana Jones movie where mm-hmm. the vile antidote keeps getting kicked around the dance mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm. I totally saw that's what happened in that scene where the map keeps getting getting kicked around in the. But in how
0: many times has that been done other than Indiana Jones? Possibly,
1: but for some reason that was evocative to me
0: because when it's done well, it really stands out.
1: Two thieves, which are Ridley and Snails, which have become sort of the hero of the movie, just on their own decide to break into the Mage Tower and steal some stuff, and that's how they get wrapped up in this. Secondly, I didn't know that Will Wheaton was in this movie, but that Ridley guy looked just like Will Wheaton to me from Star Trek: Next Generation. What? what who was Ridley? The main well, character? Oh, very, yeah, very. It's not,
0: it's not Will. Wheaton. I
1: know it's not Will Wheaton, but it, it looks a lot look like it. Very him. similar. Very yeah. similar to Will Wheaton.
3: It's interesting when the movie starts because you see the the Bob guys, and you come Justin Whalen. And you can't kind of get the idea of what's going on, and then you see the princess. And thirteen years ago, I had the same feeling. I see the princess, and I'm like, "Oh my god, the princess sucks." <laughs> oh, god. okay. Oh, so, so, you've seen horrible, this movie horrible, before? Horrible, horrible. Yeah, I saw it like in, when it came out in the theater. So yeah. it was funny because yeah. like, I, I don't I didn't the very remember the movie, but watching it again, I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, the princess and, and again, still sucks." Her
1: name's Thorberg. Seen her and other things, and thought she was great. She was terrible. Her delivery was if she was reading her script, trying to memorize it. Like, and, okay, and then I say, no. No, I will not do that, council. Blink, look up.
0: (laughs) At the very end, there's a scene where they're standing on a balcony. I don't know. It looks like it's a 1,000 feet or more up in the air. So you can tell everything around where they are is obviously computer generated. And you can see her, like when she's walking on the balcony, it's... You can basically tell that she's on a set and she's looking down at where she's supposed to be walking. Yeah, or her mark, or because there's like a green screen
1: or something there. That was just. Yeah. Bad. I mean, Jeremy Irons, he was acting in this movie. I mean, he was acting, but for everyone else too. But she was. It terrible. made it look like overacting because yeah, everybody course, else was terrible. Yeah, comparatively. And then what were you saying about the blue lip guy? And for some reason, he's wearing like blue lipstick through the whole I movie. Have,
2: I have here on my notes: lipstick, negative five on intimidate checks.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> basically, he's wearing blue meta- metallic blue <clears throat> lipstick. I mean, I'm sure the I'm sure in the, the uh, makeup room. The girl just pulled her lipstick out of her purse and was like, this will do. And it looks like it, it it's put on, on poorly, it's, too. It's, it's like, metallic yeah, blue lipstick. A little there. bit on his upper lip. And what and I said was, if that. you if you have something like that, you have a character that's in, he, he was probably in half of the movie. He's in at least a quarter of the scene. Yeah,
3: in a funny way, he's kind of the main bod guy because you see him so much. Right, he's right. in a
0: lot of the movie. And he has this he's main feature. He's the
1: character to the Emperor. He's the, the guy that goes out and actually yeah. does things. And he also kills a lot of people that fail him. But if
0: it it looks like he's obviously wearing blue lipstick and you don't give a reason for why his lips are blue, then all you've done is give the audience a reason to go, he's wearing blue lipstick. Yes, It's just blue lipstick. And every time he's
1: on screen, you're just looking at his lips. You're just looking
0: at his blue lips. It becomes a distraction. Instead of maybe something that could have been part of the story, but right. there's no or background at least have
2: everybody oh these other minions are wearing the blue lipstick, like, oh okay, he makes his blue yeah. minions wear blue <laughs> lipstick. This is a weirdo. Or maybe oh, no, part of the one the, guy part of
0: getting into it is that he kisses you
2: and your lips <laughs> turn
0: blue.
1: <laughs> so one of the things I just mentioned on here is early on so the two characters Ridley and Snails are breaking into the Mage Tower. Which again is how they initially get mixed up in this whole big plot. They're they're telling a story and it's really quickly but it actually made me laugh is when Snail's character is like, Remember that time we broke into the halfwings house? And who did he chase and who did he catch? And who did he beat from the waist down? Like it just uh, that was And the other a- character was miming I mean, it, the whole like time what was, he was yeah. Saying, yeah. But it was just, I actually laughed kinda of almost out loud. I, that I think
3: it. I think that scene since you up hoping that the movie will be good because you kind of see the characters a little bit more. They're starting to actually interact with each other. You can tell they've been around with each other for so long that one of them can lip can like lip mime the other guy, and then mm-hmm. you know they do the classic thief thing, which is steal everything that's cool.
0: I ended up liking their characters. Because when, when of that I,
3: scene. I think that scene is what makes their characters kind of like become more alive and what, more made realistic.
0: It, what made their characters believable to me was I what I was thinking was, okay, this is the classic guy who like if you don't want to be here, just leave. Like he's complaining all the time and does it obviously doesn't want to be here and I'm just thinking to myself, Well just go if it's that bad But there's one scene where the main character turns around and faces the camera, and he's like, "Okay, if you don't want to go, you you don't have to come." And then Marlon Wayans comes up. He's like, "Wait a minute, wait, you like you don't want me to come?" And I thought that scene show it gave a reason for yeah, that like character concept. Like that gave a a reason for him always hanging around, but yet complaining. Mm-hmm. Like he re- like they really need each other. Like he really needs this other character and so that made their them more believable if you want
2: to tag along you'd still be alive and then (laughs) it's It's going to hold that against him for the rest of his life
3: (laughs) yeah it's your fault
1: so i thought one thing i thought was funny was the duration of spells were directly tied to the plot yeah because there's a couple times where they go through a portal and it stays open for 15 minutes and so that all the bad guys can come through with them and another time where it it closes Mm -hmm. instantly and they're Or
0: if they throw something and hit, like when she threw the lightning a couple times, they stay frozen just long enough enough for for them to to get get away. away. And then as soon as they get away, then they break free. So all the
1: spell (laughs) descriptions where it says duration would be as per plot required. It would be (laughs) the duration of every spell in the game. As
0: long as needed. There's kind of an unrealistic approach where... You have a you have an empress who can control dragons. Do you think that anyone would seriously think about fucking with her?
2: Yeah, and she loses the, the battle of wits with the guy who yeah. can't control any dragon. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They <laughs> definitely don't treat her like a person that can control yeah. dragons.
2: And no, that part no. sounded like felt like Star Wars too where the, the princess is talking to the Senate or whatever. Yeah. That, I was like, wow, this is Star Wars.
1: So let so the thing about this, maybe he has a point. Because his argument is that she as a child, is in no position to rule their entire empire. He might be right. She (laughs) was terrible.
0: Well, she's just a bad public speaker, is all. Oh, so
1: so she had the right feelings and emotions. Right. She just just needed somebody. She
0: needed a medium to go through to the public.
1: So this brings me to one of my one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie because this is straight out of almost every D&D game I've ever played. The characters, the, the low-level mage and the two thieves are running from the bad guy with the blue lips. They run into the dwarf, as we've already mentioned, and he immediately becomes part of the group just because He's there. the plot requires it. And then, of course, the bad guys, being bad guys, blame the murder on the mage and the thief. So now they're hiding. And so what do they do? They get black hooded robes. And they're walking through town. We need they're, disguises. They're the only people in town wearing hooded robes with their heads down. I'm like, that's not conspicuous at all. But how often does that happen in our games where yeah. it's like, I'll, disguise I'll check? Up, I'll just put my hood up and he'll <laughs> never see me. Yeah. You're the one guy wearing. It's 80 degrees outside. Why do you have mm-hmm. your hood up?
3: Well, it's like. Uh, well, they also did that with following people. Because uh, right after that, right, they, they, they basically go to the new town where there's the Thieves Guild and they have to follow the. Guy that we couldn't identify his race, the purple guy with oh, yeah. an eye in, the, in his forehead, and they're like sneaking around, following him throughout the market, like no one notices or something weird is going on. Yeah, that
2: on. guy should be the one wearing the cloak. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> he's the one who stands out.
3: Yeah, it definitely needs to.
1: So that leads me to another thing. So, so basically, the way they got this map from, the, which is the map that the bad guys are after, and it tells them they have to get the eye of the dragon to get to the rod that controls dragons. And the Eye of the Dragon is hidden in this other city. I don't remember the name. And there's, like, this thieves' guild, and you have to go through the maze to get to it. And so, of course, Ridley, being the hero and the thief, volunteers, and he goes through this. It's like a three-room maze. At least that's all they show us in yeah, the movies. Yeah, it is three rooms. I and, said. and the whole time, it's like a spectator sport. So there's, like, one of the walls in every room is just like an iron gate, and all the other people are watching, and they're making bets, and they're talking.
0: I liked it just because of the cinematics. I didn't mind any of the fight scenes. The main scene at the end, the 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 climax, I wasn't into just because it didn't look it didn't I don't wanna I wasn't into that but
1: before is the dungeon specific, or no, the, 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 the maze. Well, the
0: the reason why I like the dungeon was because it was just like it was. It was actual. Prompt. It was simple. It was simple. It was like the fist fighting. I didn't mind the fist fighting when people were throwing each other around the bar right. or the tavern. Or when he was going through the maze, I was. I don't know. I was watching it with a little bit of uh, tense mm-hmm. anticipation, right. like. I like how Yeah.
2: I like it. I how It's the typical you step on a tile and you know yeah. the flames come out. My, my, he my did his part as a wasn't, rogue
1: wasn't necessarily that it was that after he got it. This is the part that got me. So so imagine, so again, you have this, like, oh, th- you, have a oh, th- you have a three-room dungeon. But when he got to it, didn't you think he was going to pick it up and a ball was going to start rolling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, very Indiana Jones-esque. But basically, there's like a three-room dungeon. There's like three different traps. He goes through all of them. The whole time, again, keep in mind, there's a third wall that's just an iron gate, so everybody can see.
3: They're um, slightly above sli- him. They're maybe like ten feet. Not even yeah, like they're like they're like half a floor up, basically. Yeah, well,
1: looking down and down. So, they get, so Ridley makes it through all three rooms. He's able to get to this dragon eye, and when he comes out, what happens... Is that the owner of the thieves guild's? Like, I've been waiting for fifteen years for someone to solve that maze. Now, give me that gem.
2: So wait, so somebody could have been sitting there for fifteen years watching people spring these traps, memorize them, and then just went in there and got it. No, no,
1: you can <laughs> bypass all the rooms because there's always a there's a gate. Yeah. You well, can just reach across it and get
3: the in the room before theme. the gem there's that there's, spike ceiling so i guess you can imply that you can't get down that but you Maybe. got 15
1: years where you can look at what's happening right. you could have figured out or you could have just drilled a hole in the wall because you
3: know exactly where it is <laughs> yeah like you a got good 15 thief.
1: years yeah you give me a sledgehammer and i could have got that thing in at least a week yeah and it just was so dumb i was so it's it's
0: just one of those things that you have to go along with for the movie
3: yeah, You have to overlook that. The movie know. has a lot of plot holes, and that's just one of them. But again, them. that's
1: D&D, t- because you make stuff yeah. up on well, the side. Sure. The,
3: yeah. the thing I wanted to point out is uh, the this Thieves Guild leader, I really like that thief archetype, because it's not the, I'm the sneaky thief. It's more like the, I'm just a bastard, and I just try to control manipulate situations for my own benefit. He
0: seems... And very intelligent and charismatic. Right. He's and not...
1: He's from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I he was the butler, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. But yeah, he was one of the other characters in this movie. That were he's characters.
3: well played. He, 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 well cast. he was really well cast. Yeah, he... he, he I thought he did the best was job. Awesome. The acting was good. It wasn't over the top, but it wasn't too, you know, hardcore either that it would stand yeah. out. And I just really like how that thief... Played out like he controlled the group and and also like the maid slapping the ass that was yeah great. yeah
1: he, he he was checking out the female lizard and, you know, he appreciated that <laughs> much like a real DD game is you have two characters who are like three feet away from all the other characters yeah. and they're basically talking yeah. as if they were alone like well we're just gonna play along and then we're gonna rob and kill everybody okay okay <laughs> Everyone else would have heard that whole conversation as already wrote down. Goes, they, they, was that an aside conversation? Because yeah. everybody
3: was there. No, they, they did the same thing when snails met the elf for the first time. He's like, give me your most expensive wine. He's like, just give me the cheapest one. And he's yeah. like, she's right, right there. there. <laughs> yeah.
2: And she was an elf, so she can hear her better than
3: you <laughs> Oh, that's racist. And I wrote down that
2: it
1: was a failed spot check because no one noticed the elf in the tree right behind them watching them the whole time. There was a lot of missed spot checks in this movie. So my next note, and Snail's just stealing everything that's not nailed down. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't like he's like a, a discriminative thief. He just steals everything. At one point, he stole a dead cat. I don't know if oh, it was yeah. a stuffed cat or just a rigor mortis, but he actually steals <laughs> a dead cat. I think it was cat. a taxidermy cat. A, a taxidermy cat. So he's just walking around with a taxidermy
0: cat. That's his main uh, thing in every scene, is that he just walks He walks
3: through the scene grabbing things and putting them right. into it. He's He's like the classic... The, the first time somebody the plays a the rogue Usually play the kleptomaniac And he's the classic rogue he's the f- everything, the f- He steals everything Even if the things <laughs> are too big He's like can I get this Side like, of hand oh, It's too- of hand. Yeah. Of hand. <laughs> like it's too big like, He still tries to play in his bag Just in case
0: Everybody in my game you go "Can I, I want to try and
3: pickpocket him <laughs> Yeah he's, it's the same idea It's exactly the same idea <laughs> So
1: in the scene where the map is getting kicked around Like the, katina, the cantina The bad guy end up with it blue lip guy and so the elf <coughs> ranger who's now part of the party the dwarf the two rogues and the mage basically go through the woods and they set up so they're going to try to steal it back and well, they come they've like, kind of taken up residence in this old abandoned castle I guess well
3: remember the, the mage is taken with the map and then oh that's
1: right the mage was, was kidnapped and that's well. not
3: their plot uh, plot hole because they say hey we go, I know I know a different path and we'll go out, pull up ahead of them but they're in a castle, therefore, how are you going to pull up ahead of a castle? It just doesn't work. Right. But, yeah, so they, so said, they end up going to a castle when they're actually trying to like yeah, truck them down. when you want to get Shun in the group, say, hey, let's split up. It yeah. <laughs> well, seems like they were always the doing that. So
1: they get to this castle, and they're going to break in and get the map and get the mage. And they have beholders. In my experience with D&D, beholders are always you know, like very intelligent, almost like wizards. And in this movie, they're basically moronic guard dogs.
3: Yeah, they're like guard dogs, they are. You see, like, what, four of them, three outside?
1: When I saw those the first time, especially when I first watched this movie, I was excited. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to see a disintegration ray or anti- I mean, those cool effects. No, they basically throw a rock. Every guard in the whole city runs to it, so you can sneak in behind them. And then we never see The Beholder again. Yeah, I was, okay, now I, was, they-
2: I was hoping to see more uh, uh, monsters from the monster manuals or whatever in there. Like. It was, oh, well, they're not. They're not.
3: that's the thing that we were talking about while watching the movies. You see a lot of races that don't exist in D&D. Mm. Like that purple guy has never been talked mm. about. They wanted the guy in the bar that looked like a... F- Fist face or whatever he was. (laughs) I still never saw that guy. I don't know who that is either. He shows up twice, but it's like you don't know what race he is. And then you never saw Magic Missile. You never... Mm -hmm. Like, the classic things you expect from D&D, you didn't see. What I'm wondering about is maybe he didn't have the rights to actually mention those names.
1: Maybe. I know I did read in the Wikipedia, too, that uh, Dave Arneson, uh, who was a co-creator of the original Dungeons Dragons, had a scene in the movie. He was a cameo scene, and he got cut. So clearly he was on board with the movie, so I don't know why... Well, I know that... uh...
2: Maybe he didn't want to constantly be compared to
1: a D&D yeah, film, which maybe. is exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, said were going to say, you said you are starting to see the Star Wars and the other movie. There
0: was, I forgot about one scene that when it happened, I thought of Star Wars, and it was at the it's at the very end. I don't know. Okay. Well, we're not,
1: not quite there yet, then. It's, it's yeah, almost I'll, the movie I'll, should have
2: been Dungeons and Dragons. I'll Come bring watch it. Up. And it's just like Star Wars. <laughs>
0: I'll bring it up uh, after we say spoiler. After we say spoiler alert, I'll bring it up. One yeah, question
2: I'll, I had was, and maybe I missed this, because I was kind of of going in and out of the movie just mentally (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, the the ranger I didn't understand why the ranger why Wood Elf would be reporting to the
1: princess well I I don't think she was actually a ranger I mean, think she was, was tracking she was, and I just got kind of the she, of she
3: was knife. a tracker because this is the the blue lip guy is talking to the main bad guy bad guys basically well the bad guy is, the, the scene starts with the bad guy saying to the blue lip guy hey you tell me I shouldn't be concerned about this and he says the princess has sent her best tracker to find these guys Okay, so it's good. implied oh, right. that the wood elf uh, which implied that she is the tracker that the princess has sent that's why she was looking for well, them okay and this Nate, Nate you're right center. yeah
1: and snorting coke <laughs> off the table, and, and we talked about this during
2: the movie, but I feel it should be brought up for the podcast. Was the trap that looked like the cake batter? <laughs> oh
3: yeah, <laughs> it was quicksand. <laughs> I
2: saw that, and I almost just wanted to shoot myself. I just, I thought it was I didn't great. Know
3: what the, I, I thought I didn't know I, what it was. It's I like, thought the idea was cool. You have they're in the castle, like we said. And they get split up again. Mm-hmm. Snails goes to find them up. So it's nice. funny.
1: Snails is the only character that we actually know his name. Right. Everyone else is ah, yeah, blue man. lip guy, bad guy, empress guy, mage girl, and okay. I know Ridley, so I know the main uh, character per- and Snail. Perifin? And
2: everybody just Pro-pian, calls the mage Pro-pian. mage, so we just call her mage. Yeah. Nobody calls her paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: But anyways, so Snails is basically trying to get the mop, and of course, he starts stealing stuff in the room, and then when he sees the mop, he walks across the room, and he falls in what looks like a carpet, but in reality, it's quicksand, and he basically gets stuck in it. I thought that was a great scene. It's It's a great spell. It's a great trap. Well, it's Um, a trap, theoretically, because it wasn't magical. But again, well, if it, it looked like a carpet and turned into
1: a no, because you can see oh, you no, can I, see I, I that know. it was like
3: painted on it on purpose. I thought that was a cool idea. It would but, take too long to actually make. But again, as a the execution—if
1: you look at where the map was. If he had noticed the map first, because he actually walked past it, yeah. then saw it was behind him. Maybe there was another trap he didn't see. That, <laughs> yeah. But the trap was designed for basically the guy who has the map would have been the one that would have had yeah, the other constantly... trap. He ice
2: cream, and this one was okay. <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, oh, it's a cool trap. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It was a misplaced cool. Yeah. So, so this is where the big turning point of the movie happens. Is Ridley gets the girl, Snails gets the map, but he falls in the quicksand, and then the blue up guy. They get into a big fight and surprise surprise Snails gets murdered <laughs> it's like you know, the, oh yeah oh by the, the way spoiler, alert. spoiler alert. <laughs> shit we didn't see it. maybe that's what you call the podcast they, we We're already ruined that a long time ago I knew it was coming because I've seen the movie before but even this time it,
3: it seems out of Place, yeah. You, actually, you know what? Now that we're talking about it, he's the thing that's hard is because the movie was so bad, you can't tell what is bad acting, what is bad plot, and what is something else happened. Because he basically, the reason why he dies is he throws the mop to the good guys, which is funny because actually when he throws the mop, it doesn't actually make. He goes, goes like, he goes, yeah, literally
2: drops
3: <laughs> Yeah, but it's like so. So now that we're talking about it, yeah, I can see that maybe something happen in real life that he said screw this movie it sucks I'm leaving I got a reputation got killed that, here that's
1: what I actually personally believe go Martin Wayne's actually was like okay fuck this I'm out <sighs> write me out of the rest I of the didn't movie I did it live in color bitch <laughs> <laughs> that's basically like maybe a little over halfway through the movie and he's just never I mean they talk about him but he's not in there I, I kind of I didn't like- get that
0: feel from it at all I thought it was just that scene where up the until that, just dies up until no up until that point nothing serious has happened so you have to give the audience a reason to have anxiety or a reason to have a little bit of fear if there's a conflict so you take a really really likable character and you kill him why couldn't the dwarf die i know Or the
2: mage. any one of those would have been fine because oh, you, weren't oh, were to, you weren't attached <laughs> to the dwarf like
0: you
1: hey, were joe pesci yeah I'm, i like joe pesci <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so since we're already doing the spoilers, that end scene when they're up in the tower and then picture the Empire Strikes Back Darth
3: Vader versus Skywalker.
0: When uh, Vader says, you know or no no wait, 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 wait. I think it might be at the end of Return of the Jedi with the when he's shooting the lightning. But anyways, Luke Skywalker says I'll never join you. I think that's at the uh, Return of the Je- or uh, Empire Strikes Back right before he falls and goes down the right. thing. Yeah. He goes, Spoiler I'll never alert. join you. <laughs> <laughs> Vader Just is his like, dad. <laughs> and, and, and the the main character in this movie when he's yeah. holding the rod says it almost exactly the same way except he says, I'll never, I'll never become, become you, you or I'll never be you. But he says it in almost mm. like the same tone, the same everything and that's what made me Think of
1: Star Wars. So, so I imagine maybe the, the director, since this was his first movie he directed, was like, "I'm trying to evoke the scene from Star Wars. Go watch it, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about." He's like, "Okay," and then he delivers the line. Well, this was his back. first
2: time directing. He's like, "I need ideas. Star Wars. <laughs>
1: Star Wars. That's a good movie, right? like Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. Well, I
0: do want to say that we're, here we are ripping on a guy that made a 45 million dollar yeah. movie <laughs> for just about a game that he loves. I mean, I think it's. After you telling me that at the beginning of this podcast, because I didn't know it, I think that it's really, really cool. I think it's really cool what he did.
1: No, come on. We were, I'm having I, a lot of fun making fun of the movie, but it I want to as fun, bad as I remember I'm that.
0: making fun of the movie, too. I'm ripping it to shreds. But it's I think it's really cool what he did.
2: I'd watch it again. It won't be for a really, I really long again, time, I but I'd watch it
1: again. one thing about that's interesting is like, there's other d movies, and we hope to do some more of those on this podcast. But these are
3: direct... Do we have to watch more? Yes. <laughs> there's Dungeons and Dragons 2, right? I'm afraid of that one. <laughs> but there's a- Return of Snail. <laughs> the Search for Snail. These, oh, yeah, the- the- the search those other movies snails. were
1: direct to like sci-fi movies or direct to DVD. This was a theatrical release. This was in movie theaters. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wonder they, oh, if they offered it in 3D or something. You know, <laughs> that would have made it a little better.
1: But so again, we have talked before about the Empress and how bad she was. But in particular, for me, the the worst scene of all was near the end where she is talking about because she was delivering that a fifth grader would do like a book report on Lincoln, standing up in front of the class. I mean, that was the level of reading she gave those lines. You know, if yeah, you think, pretty bad.
0: if you think about her face, picture her face. In that movie, okay, and then now realize that she never changed from that face in the entire movie. No, 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 no. She never changed facial facial expressions. She had no acting whatsoever. Minimalist. It's
1: like she had Botox. She had one Mm -hmm. face
0: in Mm -hmm. every scene of the movie, and she no emotion. It was Mm -hmm. yeah,
1: it was surprisingly bad. When Marlon Wayans is the best actor in a movie, (laughs) (laughs) damn it, I liked him the best. (laughs) I know, I did too. But again, think about that. Marlon Wayans is the and they killed you. their best
2: actor too. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's two strikes. <laughs> the 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 blue lipstick guy, he gets the the guy curses him and he has this dragon thing living in him and it comes out of his ears and I'm thinking to myself, how does one live through that? Wouldn't it destroy his brains or whatever? That yeah. thing but that's not even the other thing is like he, he he makes them come out on command, and then they're sucking the thoughts out of that out of the mage's mind. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what the will save is on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's whatever it is. She probably not. Really <laughs> <really laughs> she failed. and He got the information.
2: Yeah.
0: The only thing I that uh, was that was my outside. I didn't bring that right up. Down was first fifteen minutes. No better than Dora the Explorer. <laughs> I just thought I like, could
2: contest for that. I see a lot of Dora the Explorer. Well I just I just I felt like the first
0: the first that first part of the movie just had nothing to it. Like It could have been written by people who write children's cartoons, where you don't really need a point. You just have something on the screen to keep the story going. See, but, that
2: just goes to say that anybody can make a movie and make millions off of it. I say we just make a movie, guys. <laughs> well, technically, he just lost Technically, he lost, he, lost he lost 12 million. <laughs> yeah, totally no, not well, we're not going to spend 48 million on ours, though. So... <laughs>
1: But You're one right of the things we that. joked about is, is, so snails died about oh, three quarters away from the movie, and if it had been a real D&D campaign, then there would have been a new character introduced
3: yeah. <laughs> that would have been like, hey,
1: look, it's uh, our new, our halfling <laughs> <It's> guy. Slugs. <laughs> it's it slugs. It's slugs. Slug's
3: the cleric. Because that's what they
1: were missing,
2: was a cleric. Yeah, that, yeah, that was one of the thing I had, Is the, they needed a cleric or something in there.
3: Well, after snails died, they went through the, the where the elves were at, and that's when you get introduced to a druid. One of the thoughts I had was, in D&D games, usually when people cast spells, it's not a big deal. It's just like, I right, cast killing touch. But in that scene, you're just like, oh, yeah, that is kind of what it looks like. Yeah, the actual
1: energy was transferred from right. one body to the other. and. Do you guys think you know is this a movie that other people should watch like no. if you're a fan of D&D talking oh, about only if you're a fan oh, okay. of D&D. A D&D you play D&D <laughs> yeah. you nerd it up in your basement do you need to see this movie if
2: you have a Do death you list? need to yeah no no, no. not at all <laughs> no nobody needs to see this movie <laughs> no like if you're a, if, if if there was
0: a Star Wars role playing game long before the Star Wars movies came out and you said, if you're a fan of the Star Wars role playing game, do you need to see these movies? And I say yes, mm-hmm. but no, no. This is nothing like this is nothing like that. This is a it's a
1: bad movie. Now, if
2: you're a fan of this movie, you should definitely check check out D and D the role playing game
1: because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's way better. I don't know what this game is, but I really like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this was based on a game, and you have horrible taste in movies. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know what? Of the people that actually watch like watching really horrible horror movies, they might enjoy this because it's funny. You know, you know, they try in to make it really way. funny, but mm-hmm. it is funny because it's so yeah. bad.
1: Yeah, I think Marlon Wayne's best thing in the movie. Yeah, he he gets a clap. Uh, Snails definitely was the most entertaining character. Everybody else after that's pretty much about even, and then there's the Empress at the bottom. So <laughs> yeah. our,
0: our AV Club award goes to Marlon, Marlon Wayne for this. Is- he's our D&D uh, MVP, D- D-
2: MVP. <laughs> and it makes me wonder if all of these people acting in this movie actually role play and if they do he would be a really fun person to have in your group <laughs> it would but don't be hilarious you,
0: if this guy was somehow in Hollywood making a movie he knows who Will Wheaton is he probably has to know that Will Wheaton plays D&D do you mm-hmm. think he approached him do you think at some point he had to go to Will Wheaton and be like hey I'm. don't you want to begin this I'm making a probably. Dungeons and Dragons movie I think
3: he did I think he actually did I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the Doctors yeah, well, there obviously wasn't paid. auditions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One person
2: showed up for each role. Like, this is it. You're, hired. Hired. You're <laughs> hired. You're all hired. <laughs> $48 million later, we got a movie. Oh, we, well,
1: we completely forgot about the Grateful Dead scene. When uh, Ridley finally gets the, uh, the the rod that controls red dragons, he talks to a skeleton that looks just right off oh, a, a Grateful <laughs> the Dead album. I really didn't like
2: that scene. It reminds me of what well, a lich looks like. It just looked like a lich or something. Well, the way <laughs> the undead made The, the mage, way the skeleton right? died was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, then kind of it kind of, was like, snap, and I was like, okay, totally I'll it take it
1: that back. It was <laughs> animatronic. I mean, there was, a, there was no believability in the skeleton. It, its movements were very... Yeah, it never stopped
2: moving. It was just like... It was like, it's a smile.
1: <laughs> and then it just kind of like its head falls
0: over and it's <laughs>
2: Sparks dead Sparks come out at one point The
0: maybe. way <laughs> when the skeleton You know kind of came alive And he was like ah it That was me- cool That was cool I thought, I yeah, thought when, he came, it, when he came alive That was a, a good moment But then it made me feel like Okay is this skeleton supposed to Is this like the protector of this rod mm-hmm. But then he just went, yeah, it. and he took it Good. from the skeleton, and the skeleton
2: went, <laughs> and died. Well, what was weird was like, there's all these traps in all the other dungeons. This dungeon, no traps whatsoever. Well, there's a wall. except for the wall. There the was the an invisible
3: wall that nobody can go so through. So you had That's to be worthy yeah. to
2: get through the wall, and then the, and then well, I'm just going to call it the lich uh, said <laughs> that you had to be worthy to touch the the rod. It's like, well, they just kind of doubled up there. I think
3: I think a lot of those. If you actually think about it as a DnD player, a lot of those scenes, you're like. You know, be cool if he, like he goes through. Nobody can go through except for Ridley, and then he meets like a skeleton, and he's the guardian. It's like, oh yeah, sounds cool. But then when they actually did it yeah. with the acting, it just went horrible. Yeah.
1: So maybe if like, you actually played that out as a D and D campaign, it wouldn't be bad. You, you could actually probably have, a really have some good fun, fun with it. Yeah, uh-huh. it,
3: it would be an enjoyable campaign, yeah. I think.
1: Guess we'll do it this way. As far as writing, what I mean, you think the, the movie? As written was pretty good. It was the acting that destroyed it. Uh, no, the, I didn't, It was. If, if I don't the, think they had a good script to start.
3: Yeah, I, I think the script was like a six out of ten, and then the acting was like a three out of ten. So then wow, that's off. pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, guess, <laughs> I like, had it the opposite <laughs> way. I thought
3: that all the actors were trying to overcome the lack. It was of either a, bad acting or overacting. You think yeah. The at first was trying They're to overcome over-acting. the bad I mean, script. I don't, so I, don't I guess know. for
1: me, what I'm thinking of is clearly they were trying to get dungeons. And I joke before and dragons. In this movie, there was several, several times. Dungeons. Dungeons. Literally, dungeons, dungeons check and drag. dragons check. <laughs> so I, I get what they're going for, but if I think of a movie that's just like an iconic Dungeons Dragons campaign, I just don't, that's not what I envisioned. Like there were so many things too many all. dragons, yeah. too many
3: dragons for a and D campaign, and not enough. Like classic spells, there was no actual. Well, there was. I guess there was a lock picking scene, but it was like, oh, I you use this key, and then it works like magically. But right, I wish there was more classic D and D style. There
0: was right? no like um, in the dark dungeon with uh, torches in a corridor with some well, skeletons. Oh, I had. Well, I gomans, had made notes about that too. Or, is that
1: no matter how long these dungeons have been unoccupied. The lights are still on. The lights t- yeah, right. are on. When, whenever it's dark, it's not actually dark. It's, it's just blue. Just there's a lot of primary colors in this. Mm. You know, There's always a blue light on this person. There's a red light on this person. There's yellow light over here. So clearly they only had one lens. They kept changing out for every time they had a different scene. And the light post. I didn't Don't forget if, the light yes, post. There's scenes. one scene in the forest where there's clearly it looks mm. just a big light pole <laughs> two feet off of screen casting cool. light. Rating system. Well, see, I was going to go different. I was going to rate it by the wondrous magic item. I'm going to call it a ring of sustenance. It's something that's cool to get, but really don't have to have it. Yeah. You, you'd be fine without it. All right,
0: well, there you go. That was our first uh, show and tell. Our first show and tell. Yeah. We watched the show I and mean, we told you about it. All right. So this has been Evan
1: and Michael, Jared, Nico, and see you next time. Anytime.